This is an advertisement paid on attorney spokesperson Ricky LeBlanc admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hoppy, New Jersey. Michael Bro Gonzalez admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-578-2400. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trust has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-578-2400. That's 1-800-578-2400. 1-800-578-2400. Arizona News Radio. Dip in the number of COVID-19 cases reported today. 2,537 were reported, down from levels above 3,000. 86 new deaths were reported for a total of 2,237 deaths. And there are 122,467 cases. Record-breaking heat will moderate as we go through the work week. However, Phoenix National Weather Service meteorologist Isaac Smith says we start with record-breaking heat today. For today, we're looking at uh, the hottest day of the year, actually. Um, we're looking at a high around 116 in here in Phoenix. Um, if we do hit 116, that will break the record of 115 set back in 2005. A 16-year-old girl was killed in a crash in northeast Phoenix Friday night when the driver of the car she was in ran a red light. And 9 out of 10 samples of coronavirus tested in Arizona come from a recent mutation that makes the virus easier to spread. Mike Salcedo, Arizona News Radio. From the KFNX Weatherbug Weather Center for this afternoon, an excessive heat warning remains in effect right through Monday night with a sunny day, high 116. Tonight, a clear sky, low 92. Tomorrow, Monday, mostly sunny, very hot, high 113. I'm T.J. Matthews from the KFNX Weatherbug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 104 degrees. The information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX, its affiliates, management, or advertisers. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 pets, helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Side me today is Bill Brady, who has graciously offered to be my sidekick and co-host. And you're listening to Pet Talk Today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. We'll be here for the next hour talking about your pets, your pet behavior, and answering your questions as we will be doing that each and every Sunday from 12 to 1 p.m. Do you have a dog or cat that's driving you crazy? Well, if you do, I want to hear from you. I'll be taking your calls and answering your questions. The number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of the Phoenix area, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. 
Does your dog think that your house is a toilet? Do you have a cat that's spraying or won't use the litter box? Is your dog jumping on you or your guest? Are walks miserable because your dog's dragging you down the street? Is your cat yowling or your dog constantly barking? Has your dog stolen your personal items or stealing food off the countertop? Have you come home to a mess because your dog's destructive chewing? Do you have a pet that's aggressive or biting? Or are you heartbroken because you have a pet that's anxious or fearful? If you answered yes to any of these questions or if you've got a pet with a completely different problem, I'm here to take your calls and answer your questions on your pet's behaviors. Again, that number is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. We had a great show last Sunday where we talked about uh, the impact and the negative effects that fireworks have on pets with sound phobias and what you can do to keep them calm and safe. Uh, We also interviewed the Director of Operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, who sees more pets end up in the shelter on the 5th of July than any other day because of the fear of fireworks that pets have. If you happen to miss last Sunday's show, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Pet Talk Today podcast, where you never have to miss a show. You can listen to last Sunday's show and all of the Pet Talk Today shows by visiting the official website of Pet Talk Today by going to PetTalkToday.com, where we've got all of our shows in podcast format. Well, we have been having some record high temperatures in Phoenix this weekend, with temperatures as high as 119 degrees in some parts of the valley. And with record temperatures, we have to take care that our pets don't get overheated. So what are you doing to take care of your pets and to ensure that they're cool and that they're not overheated? By the way, if you're a hiker, you might not know this, but Phoenix has a new ordinance that they put into place in 2018. Anytime the temperature is over 100 degrees, you are not allowed to hike with your dog. But when it comes to the heat in Arizona, making sure your dog has plenty of fresh water, plenty of shade. If you have the ability to have fans for your dog so they can stay cool. The other thing you could do, if you have a dog, a pet that's outside a lot, again, make sure they've got shade. Make sure they got plenty of water. But you can also get a kiddie pool. You can have a kiddie pool to keep them calm uh, and to keep them cool and to keep them relaxed. Uh, be sure, I think this is uh, without saying, but don't leave your pets in the car. Do you know that even when it's 72 degrees in about six minutes, that car will heat up to about 110 degrees? So never, never keep your pet in the car. Um, take walks early in the morning or late at night when it's a lot cooler. Um, You can trim your pet's fur and coat, but don't shave that coat down. A lot of people don't understand that a dog's coat is actually there to also protect them from the heat, uh, protect them from getting sunburned. And if you've got a dog that you shave that coat down, uh, we might be creating more problems than than what we know. Um, Know the symptoms of overheating in your dog. Uh, You might see your dog or your cat 
having excessive panting. They might have difficulty breathing, uh, increased heart and respiratory rate. You might see them drool. They may have mild weakness. Uh, they might be in a stupor or even collapse. If your pet has been in the heat and they're walking around acting like they've had a couple cocktails, they're in that stupor and you might be in trouble because they may have gotten overheated. In severe cases, they may have bloody diarrhea. They may have vomiting. Um, if their temperature is elevated over 104 degrees, all these things that you want to look for, if you've got a problem like that, be sure to call your vet right away or get your animal to an emergency veterinary hospital. You can cool your pet down by putting cool washcloths or cool towels on the head and neck as well as their underbelly. Right now, we're going to go and talk and start things off with Pet Talk in the News. Each Sunday here on Pet Talk Today, we will bring you all the important, unique, and sometimes ridiculous Pet Talk news that you may have missed throughout the week. So today's first Pet Talk news story um, actually is about the coronavirus. And this article that I've got here says, Dog in Texas confirmed COVID-19 positive. A dog in North Texas was confirmed positive for COVID-19, becoming the first dog in Texas to test positive for it, though experts do not recommend regular animal COVID-19 testing, and pets are not considered a major threat for spreading the disease. The domestic canine was tested for COVID-19 as a precautionary measure after its owners were confirmed positive for the disease, according to the Texas Animal Health Commission. Based on current knowledge, there is no evidence that pets play a significant role in spreading the COVID-19 virus, said Dr. Andy Schwartz, the Texas state veterinarian, uh, who's also echoing the Center for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines. The two-year-old dog who lives in Tarrant County remains healthy, the Texas Animal Health Commission and the CDC do not, like I said, recommend COVID routine COVID-19 testing for animals, but do recommend that pet owners with COVID-19 resist contact with their pets and other animals, including petting, snuggling, being kissed or licked, and sharing food or sleeping in the same bed. So we have to be careful. We can, if we as people have the coronavirus, if we've got COVID-19, we can definitely pass that on to our pets, although it's not as likely as with a human. It can happen. Right now, as far as the research that's out there, it doesn't appear that your dog or your cat can pass that on to you, but we can pass it on to them. So if you have that, Make sure that you are socially distancing with your pet as well. Um, also, pet owners with COVID-19, it says here, who need to care for their pet should wear a mask, wash hands before and after animal interaction. We're going to be talking a little bit later about COVID-19. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus and how that um, impacts your pets, and as far as their behavior too, we've seen, and I know I've gotten calls uh, with my business about different behaviors now that 
people are spending a whole lot more time home with their pets, there's a couple different dynamics that are going on with that. So we've got a lot of information that uh, we're going to be talking about as it relates to pets and the coronavirus. Also, we want to be able to take your calls. Uh, our call-in line is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. And if you're outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free 866-536-1100. And we will be right back after this break. Do you have a dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. Training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. During these uncertain times, St. Vincent de Paul has pivoted services to keep serving individuals and families experiencing homelessness and poverty in Arizona. We're working daily to feed, clothe, house, and heal our most vulnerable neighbors. So please give what you can in these trying times. Every little bit helps. If your family is struggling, contact St. Vincent de Paul for help at stvincentdepaul.net slash COVID-19. That's stvincentdepaul.net slash COVID-19. Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man 2020. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. I can't control my emotions. Control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. Or I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. 
To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. I am your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. I'm here talking about your pets and answering your pet behavior questions every Sunday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. And today we're talking about the coronavirus and how that affects your pets. And before we went to break, we were talking about pet talk in the news. And Bill, you're going to like this next article here. <laughs> here we go. This is now this is from Atlanta, Georgia, and this came out a day ago, okay? Deceased cat gets voter registration application <laughs> in the mail. Yes, it's That's true. Funny. That's it's true. Funny. You you can't you can't make this stuff up. It's a presidential election year, and there's a big push to get people registered to vote. Some people are even getting flyers in the mail to register. However, one Atlanta family says despite what some people think, their family pet won't be going to the polls. When Ron Timms checked his mail Wednesday, he found something addressed to Cody Timms. Now, Cody doesn't get much mail because Cody is a cat. And to make things even better, Cody passed away 12 years ago. In fact, in fact, the family keeps Cody's ashes in a green container on their fireplace mantle. A great cat, indoor and outdoor, loved his family, loved his neighborhood. He was 18 and a half when he passed away, said Carol Timms. The Tims were surprised and a bit amused when they saw that Cody received what Cody received in the mail. Carol Tims goes on to say, we have a voter registration application for Cody. How did this happen? It's not reality. He's a cat and he's been dead for a long time. Carol Tims says she understands that in this election year, there's a huge push to get people to the polls. There's a huge push, but if they're trying to register cats, I'm not sure who else they're trying to register. I'm not sure if they're trying to register dogs, mice, snakes, said Tim's. The Secretary of State's office says the application did not come from their office. They say third-party groups often use mailing lists to get names and addresses. They released a statement The Secretary of State's office released a statement saying third-party groups all over the country are targeting Georgia in order to help register qualified individuals. This group makes you wonder what these out-of-town activists are really doing. Make no mistake about it, this office is dedicated to investigating all types of fraud. However, Bill, I don't know if they've ever had to investigate a case of kitty voter fraud. (laughs) Now, if you're wondering how Cody would have voted if Cody could have gone to the polls, his owner said that he was a Democrat. <laughs> so there you have it. 
only in Georgia. I wonder how many other cats, how many other dogs or other animals throughout the United States have received a application, a voter registration application. And Cody, 18 years, isn't that close to a record? 18? Well, you know, cats can live longer than that. There's been cats that have lived yeah. over 20 years, you know, but 18, definitely, definitely a senior citizen. You know, uh, <laughs> if, if Cody were alive, they would have to bus Cody to the polls, I'm sure, because Cody would have a hard time getting there, uh, uh by himself. <laughs> and back in the news here, uh, PETA. They never, never disappoint. So this particular article, well, really, it's it's a statement from PETA founder and president Ingrid Newkirk. Um, and Ingrid, if you're out there listening, she is talking about and, and coming across with a position, a statement on the terms pet and the terms owner. Um, and, and this is what, uh, this is what Ingrid has to say. Referring to an animal as a pet or as it reduces a sentient being with a personality and emotions to an inanimate object, a possession to be used in any way the owner wishes. Now she goes on to say, contrary to some reports, this is what Ingrid says we're not seeking to ban these words we're simply suggesting that it would be more respectful to refer to the animals in our homes as animal companions and ourselves as their guardians in the same way that all social movements concerned with cultivating respect have made appeals to stop using terms that are racist or sexist or that otherwise imply that the subject is less important than the speaker. Well, Ingrid, you are the president of PETA. And, you know, I have to tell you that I think that kind of term president, uh, hierarchical structure and things of that nature, I, I think that that's oppressive. I think perhaps, Ingrid, rather than call you the president, I, I think that maybe we need to... Uh, call you a, I don't know, a co-creator or in this case, a co-conspirator when it comes to wanting to change these terms. What do you think? Do you have an opinion on this? If you do, I'd love you to call in. Do you think that we should not be calling our pets pets? Should we be calling them animal companions? Do you have a problem with being called an owner? Does your pet have a problem with you being called an owner? Should we be calling owners guardians? I'll tell you that working with tens of thousands of animals to this day, yet I've had any of them come up to me and whisper in my ear that they were offended or they were upset. So, Ingrid, I don't know that they really care. <laughs> I'm not sure. But what do you think? I, I could be wrong. If, if you think that, you know, this is a big problem, Call in. I want to hear from you. Give us a call here at 1100 KFNX. The number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of the Phoenix area, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Now, you know, 
PETA has these crazy stances. And, and however, you know, everybody knows that these crazy stances with PETA, there, there's nothing new. Matter of fact, in 2018, PETA was also mocked for trying to change the common phrase like bringing home the bacon with a non-meat type of phrase like bringing home the bagels. Now, bagels, not, not beagles, bringing home the bagels rather than bringing home the bacon. So again, the question today is, should we stop using the word pet? Should we change the term pet to the term animal companion? And should we no longer use the term owner, dog owner, cat owner, or pet owner, and instead use the term guardian? If you have an opinion or if you have any type of a pet behavior question, I want to take your call. Again, the number is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Toll free, it's 866-536-1100. And we will be back right after these messages. The Sentinel Group sponsors this paid advertisement for legal services and is responsible for legal services. Attention, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-396-5661. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-396-5661. 800-396-5661. That's 800-396-5661. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. I am your host, Will Bangora, and sitting next to me is Bill Brady, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. I'm here talking about your pets, answering your pet behavior and training questions every Sunday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Give us a call if you've got a question. And we're talking about uh, pet news, and we are going to be coming back uh, talking more about crazy pet stories. Um, and also we're going to be talking about the coronavirus and how that affects your pet when we come back. Now you can listen to all your favorite KFNX programming right on your Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play 1100 KFNX. 
The COVID-19 death toll in the U.S. has now topped 135,000, and there are more than 3.2 million confirmed cases. While the White House wants schools to reopen fully this fall, Dr. Tom Inglesby of the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security tells Fox News Sunday too many questions remain. There are serious outcomes in children, but far, far less than adults. What's less clear is how efficiently kids will spread the virus in school, both to each other and to teachers, adults, and parents. Correspondent Victor Blackwell reports some areas remain coronavirus hotspots. At least 26 states are pausing or rolling back their reopening plans in an effort to get the virus spread under control. But Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Texas all reported record or near-record high numbers of confirmed COVID-19 infections in a single day. Florida reached an all-time high today for the biggest one-day spike in infections. I'm Ann Cates. Hiring can be difficult, but if you're a company that's currently trying to hire, you face new difficulties. Housing Wire could relate. They needed to hire a reporter to cover the U.S. housing markets, so they turned to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's smart matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And that's how HousingWire found Alexandra Roja. Alexandra never imagined she could get a reporter job in the midst of COVID-19 until she created a profile on ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter matched Alexandra to HousingWire's reporter job because she was a great fit for the role. HousingWire received her application only four hours after they posted the job. And a few weeks later, Alexandra started her dream career. ZipRecruiter helped HousingWire find the right person for their role fast. See how ZipRecruiter can help you hire. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. From the KFNX Weatherbog Weather Center for this afternoon, an excessive heat warning remains in effect right through Monday night with a sunny day, high 116. Tonight, a clear sky, low 92. Tomorrow, Monday, mostly sunny, very hot, high 113. I'm TJ Matthews from the KFNX Weatherbug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 105 degrees. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. And we're back. I'm your host, Will Bangura, with Bill Brady here, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, and we're here talking about your pets. We're talking about the coronavirus and how that's affecting your pets, and earlier we were talking about the Arizona heat, and as they just said, 116 degrees projected for today. Be sure to keep your pets cool and we're here taking your calls and right now we've got lisa who has called in lisa welcome to pet talk today how can we talk to you hey thank you will i found something really interesting on television the other night i was watching america's got talent and a guy and his wife showed up with their pet 
pigs. Now, when you talked about <laughs> uh-huh. bringing home the bacon. Bringing home the bacon, occurred, yes. Yes. Anyway, a good segue into asking you, have you ever had any requests to train pigs? And either you have or you haven't. But the big question is, are they really as trainable as what we viewed on America's Got Talent? Because they were, they were mighty fine finely trained pigs doing everything a dog could do. Well, I've got maybe some bad news for bacon lovers, but pigs are absolutely incredibly intelligent. Actually, um, don't feel bad dogs, but, but pigs, uh, they, they got you beat a little bit on the intelligence scale. Um, actually, it was, gosh, it was a long time ago, but I did have somebody that had a pot belly pig that, uh, asked uh, me to uh, train their potbelly pig and so we did that and of course uh, they didn't want uh, they didn't want the pig using the house as a toilet so the first thing that we did was we had to work on uh, potty training uh, uh, for the pig but yeah definitely and like I said pigs are incredibly smart all animals can be trained and and that's what a lot of people don't understand and, and including cats and birds and reptiles Training a cat, training a dog, training a pig, training a reptile is the same for each and every animal. They're all going to learn by either positive reinforcement, you positively reinforce the behaviors you want, and they're also going to learn by negative reinforcement if there's consequences for behaviors that uh, that you don't want. But appreciate the call, Lisa. And yes, uh, pigs are intelligent. Pigs are very intelligent. Okay, we were talking about Pet Talk News, and we've got one more. And this is from, let's see, where is this from here? It looks like this is from South, is it South Carolina? No, Indiana, Indiana, Hoosier, Hoosier. Indiana woman, 62, charged with animal cruelty for trying to neuter her dog herself with an elastic band. After getting advice from her neighbor, a woman is facing charges of animal cruelty after she tried to neuter her dog. Kimberly Oldham, 62 years old from Indiana, told police that she didn't have the money to pay a vet to do the procedure. She explained that a neighbor told her how to do the dog's castration by herself using an elastic band around the animal's testicles. (laughs) Oldham ended up being arrested that Sunday. <laughs> Doctors ended up having to perform the procedure properly in order to save its life. So a little uh, public service announcement here, folks. If uh, your dog needs to be neutered, please do not try to. You know how they say, Bill, you know, uh, don't do this at home. Um, this is one of those things that definitely don't try this at home uh, yourself. If, if you're struggling, uh, contact the county shelter. They offer low cost and in some cases, no cost spay and neutering services. Uh, there's no need for you to pull out your elastic bands. Ladies, keep your hair bands in your head. Um, and, uh, well, watch yourselves. Watch yourselves, dogs. There are people coming after you in Indiana. Next, what we're going to do, we've got, uh, I believe, Bill, we've got some email questions that have uh, come in. And uh, if you could go ahead and read the first one, we want to go ahead and uh, answer that question. 
Okay, this is from Brandy. She says, I have a two-year-old German Shepherd Mm -hmm. that I've had since she was a pup. She's a great dog, but she's very anxious and (laughs) aggressive towards strangers. And her and our other dogs don't get along that well, so we're forced to keep them separated a lot. I don't like doing this. It is not fair to either dog. She knows sit very well and is great in the car. At the vet, she is excellent even. She doesn't chew anything, never did, and is 100% housebroken. I've talked to other trainers, and they did a few one-on-one sessions, then a lot of group classes, but the issue with that is that I'm in a wheelchair, so going to places can be a challenge. The other trainers wanted to start from the beginning and re-teach her stuff she already knows. They were asking a lot of money, but it's just my mom and myself, and I'm on disability, but we need help desperately. I want to take her places on a walk or have company come and not have to crate her. I want to be able to let both dogs run free in the house and play. They have never gotten into any fights. We just made the huge mistake when we first brought her home as a puppy. Our other dog didn't want nothing to do with her, so we put a gate up to my room so he could have his space. Well, here we are two years later, and from giving him his way, he wants nothing to do with her. Our other dog is a Chihuahua and Papillon mix. Well, thank you, Brandy. appreciate that question. You know, it's always a challenge when you have a dog that is aggressive, especially when you've got two dogs in the home, what we call intra-dog aggression, that aren't getting along. Um, you know, there's a whole lot there in that question, and obviously... Uh, a process that we go through with the clients that we work with when it comes to um, dealing with aggression, when it comes to dealing with anxiety. These are things that the first thing you need to understand, there's no quick fix. This is not something that is going to go away quickly. It takes work. It takes time. It takes conditioning. Uh, Typically, something like this can take four to six months of work. So where nobody wants to have their pets separated. Nobody wants to have a gate in between them or to have them in crates. Uh, I think it's important to know, Brandy, that the first thing is we don't want the aggression to happen again because each and every time that aggression happens, it just gets conditioned again. It becomes more likely that there is going to be another act of aggression, whether it be towards uh, your other pet in the home, whether it be towards a stranger, a person. Um, when when dogs get aggressive, they get all kinds of stress hormones that are just pumping through their body. The cortisol levels are through the roof. And it's important to understand that it takes about 72 hours for all those stress hormones to go away. So during those 72 hours right after an attack, there's a 50% greater chance, a more more of a likelihood that they're going to do that again. Um, the other thing, you know, there's a lot of dynamics. You know, when dogs are aggressive, they are looking for distance. They are looking for space. So right now, you're, helping the dog out by creating that distance and space, even though it's something that you don't want. But 
in the end, the goal needs to be to get your dog to be relaxed, to get your dog to be calm, whether it be around people, whether it be around your other dog, um, because the aggression really, it's not the problem. It's, it's a problem. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a problem for you. It's a problem for strangers. It's a problem for your other dog. Uh, but the aggression that your dog's having and anybody else out there that has a dog with aggression, it is a symptom. The real problem is you talked about it, Brandy, in your email is the anxiety. You know, no animal goes into fight or flight unless they perceive something as threatening. No animal goes into fight or flight unless they're afraid. Yeah, we've got all kinds of labels for aggression, whether it be territorial aggression, whether it be food aggression, resource guarding, uh, whether it be dominance. All of these types of aggression have one thing in common, and that's fear. In dominance aggression, it's the fear of losing a potential mate. In territorial aggression, it's the fear of somebody coming on that territory and, and maybe causing uh, a problem, maybe taking something, a, a threat. When it comes to food aggression, when it comes to resource guarding, again, the fear of losing those items. So at the root of it is teaching your dog not to be afraid, teaching your dog how to be calm, teaching your dog how to relax. Now, I know you mentioned with the other trainer, they wanted to start from scratch, but there's two components when it comes to helping out the aggression. The first the first component, and this is a must, you have to have absolutely phenomenal reliability when it comes to obedience commands. And not just when things are calm and quiet and, you know, it's you and, and, and Fluffy. I'm sure you're dog's name isn't Fluffy, but we're going to say Fluffy. When you and Fluffy are hanging out at night, it's 10 o'clock at night, things are calm and quiet, and especially when you got a cookie in your hand. Yeah, a lot of people can get their dog to sit and stay or to come when called. You need to be able to get your dog to listen to you when all heck is breaking loose because when they're in that red zone. They're not thinking. When they're in that red zone, when they're in fight or flight, they are not using their frontal cortex where the cognition happens. They're in that older middle part of the brain, the amygdala. They're working off of instinct. So if your dog needs to think about how to respond to a command, it's not going to happen. So one of the things that we do is we work really hard on all of the obedience commands, especially commands where we teach your dog to stay. There's a couple things you absolutely need to have, and that is getting your dog to come when called no matter what all the time. You need to be able to get your dog's focus and look at you when you when you call your dog's name. You need to be able to get your dog to stay. I mean a rock-solid stay. Once we have that, once we have that, now we can go to part two, which is the gradual and systematic desensitization, teaching your dog how to be calm, how to be relaxed, how not to view those triggers as threats. And when we come back from the next break, I will talk a little bit more about what we're talking about when we say gradual and systematic desensitization and what we're talking about when we say counter conditioning, all that and more when we come back from this break.
I can't control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Upper Crust Pizza and Patio Wine Bar is your home for a variety of homemade made-to-order pizzas, calzones, pastas, antipasto, and salads. Upper Crust Pizza and Patio Wine Bar in the southeast corner of Cape Creek in the 101. Happy hour, seven days a week, 4 to 7 p.m. Micro Brew Mondays, $12 large 18-inch one-topping pizza Tuesdays, and half-price bottle wine Wednesdays. Upper Crust Pizza and Patio Wine Bar located on the southeast corner of Cape Creek in the 101 and online at uppercrustwinebar.com. Did you know acbigmedia.com was named the website every Arizonan should know? For more than 30 years, AC Big Media has brought readers the state's most compelling business and lifestyle news through newsletters and award-winning publications such as Arizona Business and Ranking Arizona Magazine. Stay informed with all your business, real estate, travel, and lifestyle news at acbigmedia.com. See why BuzzFeed named acbigmedia.com one of the top websites in Arizona. Visit acbigmedia.com today. Do you have a dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411 or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. I am your host, Will Bangoro, and I'm here with Bill Brady. And you are listening to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. And 
We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a dog or a cat that's driving you crazy, if you've got a pet behavior or training question, give us a call. The number to reach us here at KFNX is 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of the Phoenix area, you can call toll-free. That number is 866 536 1100. Before we went on the break, we were talking about dog aggression and anxiety. Uh, Brandy had emailed us a question. Um, and if you've got a question and you would like that talked about and answered um, during the show, you can send your questions to info at pettalk. Today.com. That email address is info at pettalktoday.com. And also earlier we were talking about Pet Talk News. If you've got an interesting news story, if you've got an item that you think uh, is funny, if you think it's entertaining, we love those. If you think it's informative, we want to hear about your news stories. Bring that to us and you can email your news stories to news at PetTalkToday.com. That's news at PetTalkToday.com. So getting back to Brandy's question, she's got two dogs, and they have aggression issues. She's been keeping them separate. Her dog's also aggressive towards people. And the first thing I was saying is that you have to have impeccable, phenomenal obedience control. And you need off-leash obedience control. You know, leashes do not get dogs to behave. Leashes restrain a dog, and I always say a restrained dog is not a trained dog, and especially when it's in your house, you need that off-leash obedience control. Once you can control your dog, now you can work on the second part, which is gradual and systematic desensitization, getting your dog to be calm, getting your dog to not view the things that it views as threatening as threats. And a lot of times, there's no real threat. And and that's why it's frustrating because we take a look at it. We say, gosh, you know, the dog's such a fantastic dog in every way, shape, or form. It's great, but wants to go after other dogs. <laughs> it wants to go after other You know, I get that call all the time. You know, they, they call me, Bill, and, and I hear for the first 30, 45 seconds all the wonderful things <laughs> that the dog did. And it goes, but it bit my wife and I. <laughs> Okay, and, and I get it. I get it. You know, um, we love our pets, and we want the best for them. And so, a lot of times, you know, we're going to present them in their best light. Um, trust me, your dog does not want to bite. Your dog wants distance and space. Your dog wants to feel comfortable. Once we can control the dog, such as a downstay, we can get your dog to stay in a downstay and be very, very reliable. Now, what we can do is we can start bringing in those triggers, whether it be your other dog, whether it be a stranger that that your dog um, is feeling anxious and nervous about and gets aggressive. When you bring that trigger, your dog, or when you bring that person towards the dog that has aggression, the important thing is that you don't get too close too soon. Every dog has what I call a circumference of comfort. Okay, And if they're having a meltdown, they are not in that circumference of comfort. Okay, You are way too close, way too soon. What you want to do is you want to present that dog that it's aggressive towards, or you want to present the people that maybe it has aggression towards. When your dog's in that downstay, but keep them at a distance that's manageable. Yes, your dog might have a little bit of stress, 
But what we want to do is we want to take a look for calming signals. You know, when a dog is stressed, their mouth closes. Even though their heart rate is really speeding up, even though, uh, you know, they're nervous, they're anxious, they, they, their heart is beating really fast, a dog like that should be panting. But what you'll notice when they're stressed out is their mouth's going to be closed, they're going to have very shallow and short breaths. You want to wait that out. As soon as a dog opens its mouth and starts to breathe kind of normally, that's when you want to begin to reward your dog. And you want to reward your dog with extremely high-value food rewards. That's called counter-conditioning. You're taking a situation that the dog finds uncomfortable. You're pairing that with something positive. So if you've got a dog, that has a really good food drive. If you've got a dog that has a good appetite, um, likes food, don't be cheap. Pull out the big stuff. Cook up some bacon, despite what, what Ingrid <laughs> says from PETA, um, and cook some chicken, perhaps. Dogs love chicken. Get some cheese. Just not too much cheese because they do get uh, constipated, too. But use the stuff that's really high value. And when you start to see your dog relax, when you start to see your dog get calm, you want to reward that behavior and reward it a lot. Now, if you start seeing your dog get nervous again, if you start seeing your dog uh, start to display other stress signals. And, guys, you need to find out. If you've got a dog that has behavioral issues, they're almost always related to stress. You need to find out what are the canine body language stress signals because that's going to let you know well in advance that there's a problem. And some of them are very subtle. I mean, obviously, when a dog is afraid and we see their tail tuck, well, well, that's a very clear-cut, very overt stress signal. However, when we, we start to see them yawn, did you know that, Bill, that a lot of times when a dog yawns that that's a stress signal? I did not did know not that. that. And do you you know, would think the opposite. Yeah. When they shake off, other than when they've been in the pool and they're wet, or if they have an ear infection, if they shake off, that's a calming signal. A lot of people don't know that. When we start seeing calming signals, that's when we reward them. So we go through all of this in our training academy at Phoenix Dog Training. We specialize in dog aggression. And we teach people how to be able to read their dog's body language, all of the various subtle and very covert stress signals, and also to be able to pick up on their dog's body language when they shift into those calming signals. And there's many. There's dozens of them. Um, you can go online. You can go on Amazon. You can pick up books on canine body language. Um, you can get DVDs if anybody still has a DVD player. Um, I haven't found them streaming yet, which is uh, interesting because we do use these DVDs, and it's becoming more and more an issue to find people with a DVD player. But you've got to know what the stress signals are, you got to know what the calming signals are. And the biggest thing, Brandy, take your time. Because if you go backwards and if your dogs fight again, it's not completely like starting over from scratch, but you've taken many, many steps back. And so the important thing, folks, I don't care what it is, if it's aggression, if it's anxiety, if it's a fear, if it's a phobia, and you're trying to desensitize your dog, you have to work at your dog's pace. Don't try to work faster than your dog's pace. 
We were going to talk about the coronavirus today. We were going to talk about coronavirus and the pets because one of the things that we're seeing is a lot of displaced behaviors. You know, as a result of people staying home, as a result of people um, not going to work, as a result of people... Uh, and the kids, that's a big thing. You know, the kids, when they're not going to school and they spend a lot of time at home, kids stress out dogs. Now, granted, there's a lot of dogs that love the fact that you're home all the time now. They love the fact that the kids are home. But there's a whole lot of them that are stressed out. They need more space. They need more distance. And then some of them have also become a little more clingy. Um, we wanted to answer Brandy's email, and we didn't have a lot of time to go over um, coronavirus and how it affects your pets, such as a lot of pets. Um, they're freaking out because people are wearing masks, whether it's you wearing a mask or whether it's someone else. Just like I talked about when it comes to desensitizing your dog. It's the exact same thing, the exact same process that you would go through to get your dog desensitized to coronavirus masks. You would teach your dog a really reliable, a really strong downstay. You would then just have that mask maybe on the floor. And as your dog got comfortable, you would reward your dog for that. Little by little, you'd bring that mask a little closer, a little closer over time, continuing to reward that dog. So that's the process that you would go through. We're going to be talking more about that. Next week, we are going to have Marilyn Krieger as our guest. She is a certified cat behavior specialist and an award-winning author of Naughty No More. So if you've got a cat and you want to find out about cats and how to make them thrive and how to help any cat behavior that you might have that needs help, be sure to be here next week. We will be here each and every Sunday from 12 until 1 here on Pet Talk Today. That's it for today. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Cave Creek, Phoenix. KFNX News Time. It's 1 o'clock.